You're listening to Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. G'day, Lachlan. G'day. Good to be back and chatting. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about fear. People are hitting the panic button. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you, Lachlan, are you hitting the panic button? Uh, no, no, I'm not hitting the panic button. <laughs> I'm just casually observing. <laughs> now, there, there is a lot happening in the world right now. Uh, I think that is you know, fueling fear. And I did pick up on it this week, um, you know, just noticing how people are talking and what the media is bringing out. Um, I guess there's a lot of different things happening at the same time. So the thing here is, like you just said there, that there's a lot happening. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot happening all the time. And, and, but, but the media portrays it, oh, whoa, there's, there's this, all this stuff's happening. And how are we going to handle it? And and so, yeah, but the reality is, yeah, there's always change. Yeah. <laughs> there's always stuff happening, uh, especially when we look at economies. Economies are always changing. Mm. They have to. Yeah, always volatility in the market, different things happening all around the world. Mm. And I guess because of the 27-hour news cycle, we have access to that information at, uh, at our fingertips. So we're aware yep. of a lot more, but also aware of all the um, speculation and analysis. Yeah. And we're talking about this because this is usually a time where lots of change is happening. Um, people tend to pull their money out of things. Uh, they pull their money out of shares and they put it into property or gold or Bitcoin. <laughs> it's a store of value. And, um, and often these decisions are driven by fear. So talk to us about that, Archie. You know, we, we say we want to take risk, but then do we really understand what is risky and is it risk that we're avoiding or is it just fear sort of playing with our mindsets? Yeah. The thing that comes up in research a lot is, is that we're adverse to loss. Mm. So that, that's, our, that's the main thing that's being triggered is our adversity to having a loss. And, and so people pulling their money out of shares and putting it into property or into gold or something else is that's what's happening. They've got an aversion to losing money. So they think I'll pull it out of here and I'll put it over here and my money will be safe. Mm. And that's what the reaction is. And that that's what they're doing. And what they're forgetting about is the long-term plan. And, and, you know, and they mightn't have adequate support to be helping them to actually even make a decision. So they're just reacting. And so the share market's always a really good picture of, of people's reactions. Uh, because you can instantly change what's happening in the share market. You can't instantly change what's happening in the property market um, or in, in the country's economy, but you can instantly change what's happening in the share market, especially if you can push some fear out there and get people panicking mm. and hitting the panic button, and suddenly you can get a, get things actually changing. And, of course, we, we could actually look at that and start to think, oh, maybe there's a big company behind this. That, that sits on gold and they start pushing fear and push up the gold price. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and so they might have bought up a big pile of gold and then they start pushing fear and getting a reaction happening. 
push up the gold price, make some money, then they'll ditch their gold and pull the price of gold back down again. Mm. And if we watch gold, gold fluctuates quite a lot because of that whole way that people are operating. So the risk is not the actual uh, what we're in, what we're actually investing into all the time. The risk is what we're going to do. Yeah, sometimes the biggest risk is ourselves. And yeah, we we yeah, have the, absolutely. to mitigate the risk. We have to remove ourselves from the equation. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're the one that's gonna we're we're the one that's gonna make the decision that'll stuff things up. <laughs> I'm reminded of this quote by Warren Buffett. It said the stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting quote. Yeah. I think he was getting at is you know don't panic. Uh, you know, more often than not, when we pull back in the in an equity in the market, it can actually be an opportunity. And so, if we're investing consistently, then that volatility um, can actually be good in the long term. And you've seen this, haven't you? Yeah, Vol- volatility is actually our friend because markets have to change. Uh, you think think about it this way: inflation goes up, which we just talked about. That's going to impact companies. So some companies could go out of business because of rising inflation. Mm. But how do we know which companies and how do we know what what companies, you know, which is why what, what we're buying shares in, we're buying shares in companies. So how do we know which companies are going to be affected by inflation? And, um, and usually for most of us, that's going to be an experience problem, uh, lack of information problem. You know, we don't have the experience. We don't have the information. We don't have the ability to make that decision like to choose or understand which companies are going to be affected. Mm. And that can p- help us to push that panic button and just sell everything. Yeah. Let's just sell everything, you know, and let's let's just try and ride the wave. You know, when there's a good wave coming, let's try and ride that wave. Like that that can be our mentality. And, and instead of actually understanding that volatility is going to be there, that, shit, you know, company prices are going to change because of changing circumstances. And uh, and that's that's why we use fund managers because we want an expert team who are looking at all that information, who have access to all that information, who have the experience to know when something is something that they need to react to, and when something's just noise. Mm-hmm. So the war in Ukraine could just be noise and nothing that needs to be reacted to. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, inflation is something that the fund managers may need to react to and they may need to change what they're investing in, you know, which companies they're investing in. And that's where volatility becomes our friend because our fund managers can then choose some really good companies that are going to benefit from the change and move out of the companies that aren't going to benefit from the change. And then we get really good returns on that. So all these changes, yeah, they're important. They've got to happen. Um, But it's just our understanding of what's happening and who's in control and who's, you know, who's going to look after us. Because, you know, we want to stick to the plan, but we need to have that confidence to stick to the plan. Yeah, that's so good. If we do our own investing, we are just left to our own fears around what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Same as buying a home, hey. I've seen people freak out in this recent market around buying a home mm. and they haven't sought help. Uh, and so that, that fear has driven them to make decisions uh, such as overpaying for property um, or selling a property in a, in a mad rush. And then yep. hindsight's twenty twenty. they look back and go, Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 The fear is that we're going to lose. And then we act out of that fear 
and then we lose. We're, we're pretty much guaranteed that when we act out of fear, we are going to lose. So it's it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, it's a it's a paradox. The fear of loss turns us to make you know high risk or gambling you know moves, and that's where we are sure to lose. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I had you know someone panic a couple of years ago that interest rates were going to jump up because of the pandemic, and and they sold their house because of it, and and so they totally lost out because they hit the panic button thinking interest rates were going to go up, and and it, and it was the opposite. Interest rates went down house prices went up and and so jumping in and making that decision actually led to quite a major loss for that particular person and and so yeah so we're 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 acting out of fear to try and stop a loss and we create one and and i see it over and over again happen very regularly but at the same time we've got people who hang in there who get help who actually talk about what's going on and find out that, hey, everything's okay, I can stick with my plan, I can keep going ahead here, and we see them do really well. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's discussion, and this isn't an ad, we don't do ads here, but I do need to remind you that everything we're discussing on today's show is not personal financial advice. It's not. Don't ever take personal financial advice from a podcast, a newspaper, or some idiot on TikTok. If you want to create a long-term plan for your wealth building journey that's tailored to your goals and situation, then you should speak to a financial advisor. We can recommend one if you want. Just go to waymakerpodcast.com.au. That's waymakerpodcast.com.au and click get financial help. Now, back to the show. Okay, so we've talked about some of the fears that's going around and how do we now position ourselves to build that resilience as people and as investors so that we don't react to the fear, um, but instead we can make really good decisions in despite of it because things are always going to change. And so we need to be able to continue to move forward no matter what's going on. Do you have any tips? Yeah. Um, what we're speaking to ourselves, that inner dialogue that's going on inside ourselves that can be a real problem. Mm, how so? And, uh, and, and a real problem when it comes to resilience. So, yeah, we need some people around us that we can actually let them know what that inner dialogue is mm. and, and allow them to, to help us get a better dialogue and get our focus in the right place. That, that's a big one. And that comes through a lot of you know, stuff around psychology and whether we're trying to do things ourselves because uh, when we're trying to do things ourselves, we're, we're going to miss out. We're going to miss out on a lot of good information, a lot of good insight. We're going to miss out on help and support. We're going to miss out on confidence. Mm. Yeah. So the more that we're, you know, focused on our inner dialogue without anyone supporting us, uh, yeah, that can become quite a problem. Yeah, because what you said there about information, there is so much of it, and that can really just it can be like a barrage. It can just knock us out. You know, and exhaust us um, but yeah. you know, what we need is really good insights but we don't tend to find that from reading the news or, or, or talking to friends <laughs> and I say that because we've just launched this insights hub at Waymaker uh, for, for, our, for our advocacy members and so we're mm. trying to draw out some of those insights but even then once you have the insights the proper research and the facts and you know people's analysis on things you still have to have the confidence to do it 
to implement those insights <laughs> in, yeah. in a timely fashion, you know, to put it into the plan yes. or to adjust the plan. Um, and so I guess that's why we need the, the system and the community, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, fear will stop us from implementing something that we need to implement now. So now could be the right time for us to buy a house. Now could be the right time for us to start investing. Now could be the right time uh, mm. to change jobs. But fear will stop us doing that and, and we'll hold off. And, you know, next thing it can be 10 or 15 years down the track and you're still holding off because the world is still changing. The economy is still changing. And so, you know, that fear will still bind us and hold us back. And just information doesn't always help. We're in information overload. Mm. So information doesn't always help us to make um, yeah, a good decision. And then we've got who's actually talking to us as well. So, um, you know, I was, I was saying to you before that um, we go on the internet, we start searching for something and the, um, you know, the AI and the internet will pick up on what we're searching for and start feeding us more of that, uh, whatever it is that we're looking at. And when we talk to people, we're going to get exactly the same result. Mm. We start talking to people about something and then they're going to go, oh, I heard this, you know, I read this, I saw this, and they're going to give us more feedback about that same thing. So who we talk to and how we talk to them is going to be really important. We could be quite scared to actually start sharing our inner dialogue because, it, you know, because of embarrassment, because of fear. Um, and so it's going to be really important who we actually talk to so that we don't just get more fear being fed back to us. <laughs> yeah, you know, these algorithms can push us down rabbit holes pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, before today's podcast, we just pulled up, you know, what's the gold price? And I'm already seeing ads flash up to buy gold on my screen now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but these algorithms, like you said, they were actually built on social behaviors. Yes. Like you yep. said, we talk about mm. things and then we're more likely to continue to talk about those things that our communities talked about. And that's why mm. you see when these tech companies hire people that work with artificial intelligence, they're also hiring people out of psychology to come along mm. and help build these algorithms. Because it does. the internet's just a reflection of us people and how we communicate and how we connect yes. and how we talk. And uh, so, yeah, we've, I love that. Got to get rid of the noise and mm. have good sources of information yeah. but also connection yeah. to test our assumptions like we talked about in episode one testing our assumptions about what's happening and to get that feedback loop as we say it yeah what what are some questions we can ask ourselves around building resilience how do we how do we test our resilience like i, I used to notice this a lot when i was working with farmers is that um Farmers who had those good feedback loops, they had the good resilience. And, and so, you know, so resilience grew as you grew those good feedback loops. So it's our, it's our connections, our relationships, and, you know, where we're sourcing uh, the feedback that's coming back to us. And, and so that's a, that's a big part of building resilience. And, and the people with the least resilience I found often were the people who were, you know, getting all the negative feedback mm. and, and it was just building on what, on what they were already quite negative about. And so they'd be negative about prices and negative about, you know, the future. Um, and then they'd get all this feedback going, you know, the future is over, you know, 
prices are going to go down. You know, there's no way that you're going to win, basically. And they would just keep getting that feedback. And their resilience just wasn't there to keep to the plan and to keep moving forward. And so what I found with those farmers is they became very reactive. And so they were just reacting to every negative thing that was coming through. And they didn't see the results, you know, that they should have seen. Whereas the farmers who were resilient had good feedback. I saw those guys grow and flourish. And I'd encourage our listeners, it's exactly the same for us. Uh, We can really grow and flourish if we keep working on those feedback loops and getting good feedback. Yeah, less we risk um, running down the confirmation bias path where we we are seeking information that favours information of our current beliefs <laughs> where we, we only seek out that feedback loop so if it is negative which we all mm. tend to drift to be negative at times and so we can easily get trapped in that and locked in that path which stops us from seeing all the opportunities ahead and yeah. from taking action with our finances and generally just enjoying life <laughs> yeah We've, we've got to have that change catalyst but that community where we start changing the way we talk and the way we think and that can open up a whole new way of living, a whole new world mm. for us and our yep. community. And so I love that's what I love about what we do at Waymakers through our wealth advocacy um, is we are helping people recognize what's going on and to change and to break away from that fear and mm. you know, putting those things in place. Um, or what you guys do at Right Track Planning is putting those things in place to, to manage that risk. And that can be ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then having that community to help us grow. Um, that's what overcomes the fear. Yep, that's it. So as we wrap up today's conversation, we want to end with an actionable step. We'll do this in every single episode. This is something that you can take away right now from the time that we've just spent together. So Archie, what's, what is today's actionable step? I think it's to recognize that we do hit the panic button and uh, we want to be able to talk to our partner, our trusted advisor and let them know you know what it is that we've got the fear around what our assumption is you know whatever it is that's creating this panic at this time and uh get that feedback mm. yeah and this will help us to get rid of noise uh, because once we can get away from that current feedback that put us in this panic and we get a new set of feedbacks that's moving us forward yeah, everything's going to change for us. The world's going to be the same, but we're going to be different. And that's what we're wanting to help people have today is to be able to start to live differently and start to enjoy not having the noise, not having the reactions and being a lot more confident and a lot stronger uh, in our convictions and our understanding and moving forward so that we can stay on the path of building wealth and and having financial freedom. I love that. It's so good. Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. And check out the show notes for all the links. And if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe and invite your friends. At Waymaker, we are building an uplifting community, if you didn't pick that up from today's episode, and an environment where people and Australians really can do well in their finances and relationships. So join us and become part of that community. Head to waymakerpodcast.com.au. See you, Archie. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, Lachlan. See ya.